You are now listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. This is a re-upload of the previous one, so if you're seeing this in your feeds again, um, it's not a different episode, it's the same one. I think there were some audio difficulties because I'm using a new audio editor and I'm trying to figure it all out. So that's what I have going for me. So for this episode, it is with a good friend of mine. He mentored me throughout a program called Destined for X. His name is Josh Mendoza. And it was a great time getting to know how he started a nonprofit that helps high schoolers get to learn more about Silicon Valley and the different companies inside of it. So we toured different companies and he talks a little bit about that. But this is for people that want to start their own nonprofits and want to give back to the community. He talks a bit about how he started a nonprofit and what that process was like and what it's like actually running it. So, without further ado, here is the episode. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this. And before we begin, I want to preface this podcast episode by talking a little bit about who I'm interviewing today. So, today I'm interviewing someone named Josh Mendoza, and I got the pleasure to be able to know him for four days where he guided me. Uh, I think I talked about this in an update podcast, but he started a nonprofit where he would help teenagers go to different parts of Silicon Valley to learn more about the tech industry. And I thought it was amazing. And he offered his time to come onto the podcast today to talk about what he does and how he well made a nonprofit and also what he does like in general for his job. So I want to give you the floor to talk now, Josh. This is what I usually say to all of my interviewees, which is the first question. What is your job title? And I know this is kind of a loaded question since you have a lot right now, but I guess when someone asks you, what do you do for a living? What would you say? Yeah. And thank you so much, Tulin, for the introduction. Really appreciate you having me on the podcast. You did mention one of my job titles, which is the executive director of Dustin Forex, which is a nonprofit that I started about three years ago when I was working at Microsoft. My second job title, which is technically my primary one, is an engineering program manager for ChargePoint. And I'll talk a little bit more about each of their respective companies that I work for slash started in a bit. But ChargePoint, what we do there is we're really making electric vehicle charging stations. So if you think about Tesla or the Chevy Volt or plug-in Priuses or just really all the electric vehicles that are out there, they need a place to charge. And so when I was working, well, actually, even when I was in middle school, I always wanted to, I always cared a lot about the environment. And I thought, I love, I love cars. And I thought, you know what, what a great way to combine two of my passions than, you know, working for a company where we make stations where, you know, you can charge your EVs. And so ChargePoint really focuses on two main aspects. There's more of the, the consumer side, which is say you have a Tesla or a Chevy Bolt and you want to charge it in your garage at home, you can buy our home charger, which is about the size of a eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. So it's pretty small. And then you can just charge your car at home. We also have more industrial applications where we actually, you know, if you're going on a road trip, say from SF to LA, 
similar to how Tesla has their network of superchargers, we're building out a network of DC fast chargers so that, you know, instead of plugging your car for six, eight hours, you can just plug it in for 10, 20, 30 minutes and be on your way. So with my job there at ChargePoint, it's a lot of focuses on cables, both internal and external cables. So internal cables, pretty much everything that connects all the PCB boards together. External is, you know, pretty much what comes out of the unit and you plug into your vehicle. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of working with the product teams, marketing teams, reliability teams, a lot of different cross-functional teams, just making sure that, you know, if we have a product that needs to be done by a certain date, the cable needs to be done by a certain date. And the difficult thing about cables is a lot of people think it's really simple. It's just, you know, a bunch of wires and then you wrap it in some kind of a insulator and then that's it, you call it a day. But when you're dealing with really high power, like you are with electric vehicles, it's it's really complex. and one that I just finished up a couple of weeks ago, it, it was about a year and a half of development just for a cable. So it's very complex, very time consuming, but that's one of the things that I do. And uh, I don't know if you have specific questions on that before I jump into D4X or Destin for X. Yeah, I actually, we can talk about these two specific companies. And then I was thinking we could just jump into what you do for the two different, I guess, I don't know if you would say company, but just like these two projects that you're involved with, I guess. Sure. So for Dustin for X, so before working at ChargePoint, I worked for a little over two years at Microsoft here in Mountain View. And so I still live in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley. And while I was there at Microsoft, oh yeah, so that, I want to say maybe six months or so into my time there, I started to get really restless and antsy and anxious thinking, oh my God, I worked my whole life to get to this place, you know, working at one of the best companies in the world. And at the time I was working on Microsoft HoloLens, which I'm not sure how much your viewers are familiar with it or listeners are familiar with it, but it's basically like Oculus, but Microsoft's version more geared Mm -hmm. towards like education and enterprise. And so coming from a family where my dad didn't go to high school, mom didn't go to high school, they didn't even go to college, didn't have those opportunities in Mexico, you know, coming here, sacrificing a lot for for my family. For me, it was like this dream come true of like, wow, I made it to Stanford. Wow, I made it to Microsoft. But after I got there, it was like, is is this it? Like, is this really it? Like, and, and then I started to feel guilty. Like, you know, I, I'm making so much money, again, relative to where my family came from. I work at a really good, really great company. And like, there's really great people here. It's a really great product. I've got a great manager. And it really made me want to formalize a way that I gave back to to the world and to the community. And even before I worked at Microsoft, I would always go back to my high school and, you know, talk to kids about scholarships and talk to them about mm-hmm. college applications and, you know, just try to give them, you know, things that I found helpful for me in my career in achieving success, both in my educational endeavors and in my professional endeavors. And so when I was at Microsoft, I thought, you know what, I, I got to do something like just just make it formal, like call it something. So it's not just like I go you know, out to high schools and, and talk randomly. It's like there's actually some bigger meaning, bigger picture behind everything that I'm doing. And so long story short, during one of the volunteer sessions at Microsoft, there was this man called Andrew Patterson, who he came from New Zealand. And he brought, I think it was like 10 students or so, all from underprivileged, underrepresented backgrounds. And you know, they, they stopped by Microsoft. And I was just really floored by the quality of questions that they asked. They, you know, connected with me on LinkedIn afterwards. They asked, you know, really good questions afterwards and they followed up with me and they gave me a little gift with a thank you card. And I was like, 
wow, like of all the, the, the volunteer sessions that I, I did at Microsoft, that one stood out to me the most just because it, mm-hmm. it was such a high caliber of students that, you know, even for other programs that I volunteered for, like they didn't focus so much on that professional aspect of like, hey, go up and talk to the person, go and connect with them on LinkedIn, like you know, form that professional connection with that person. Don't feel like they're they're like a god or something because they work at Microsoft. They're just another person like mm-hmm. anyone else. Like build your professional network. And I told Andrew Patterson afterwards, like, this is amazing. Like, I want to do something really similar to this. And I will never forget what he told me. He said, just go do it. So uh, that night I went home and I got a free Squarespace trial, built up a website. I bought a, go- a domain from Google for 12 bucks. I called it Dustin Forex, which for me, I think is really like we we get to shape our own destinies you know whether it's you know you want to go to, mm-hmm. to a specific school or not or you want to study this major or you want to you know be this in your professional career or you want to switch and do something completely different after five years like you get to choose but there's a certain set of qualities and skills that will help you throughout that entire process you know your your whole life pretty much and so that's what we, we really focus on with Dustin Trex where each summer we bring in a handful and this year was 13 teal and you're part of those 13 and again it was, mm-hmm. it was really awesome having you we take them like you mentioned to different parts of silicon valley to facebook to google to microsoft and you know just introduce them to people that work at these companies people that you know aren't just your typical software engineers but people who work in hardware people who are uh, work mm-hmm. in marketing people who work in product and just giving people a good sense of like oh wow i don't necessarily need to be in tech to work in tech if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So mm-hmm. that's what we do with Dustin Frex. And it's been a, a huge part of like my moral compass of like, how am I giving back to the world and impacting people very directly, mm-hmm. not just in, in building physical products like I did at Microsoft or at Hardpoint. So it's really fulfilling. I love doing it. And, you know, it's led me to a lot of cool places like being on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I want to f- like, just like follow up from that and I guess, talk about my own experiences in the program. So prior to doing the program, I didn't know that much about networking and the tech industry. And, you know, I didn't even have a LinkedIn account or anything because I didn't really know anything about that whole kind of industry. So when, you know, they started talking to me about the networking and these virtual calls weeks before where they would like prep the whole like cohort of like my peers that were in the group, you know, I, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, is LinkedIn really that important? Is networking really that important? And then I actually go onto the program and I see like all of these like amazing people like Josh and Jason. And I, I, I'm just throwing out names here that people don't know, but like <laughs> these people that work in all these like, you know, giant companies and are amazing. And I'm seeing that, and I'm like, yeah, you actually do need a LinkedIn account for all these things to like keep in touch with them later on. And then there's like an art to LinkedIn as well, which I would have never known, which is like, you know, when you send personalized messages to people or when you like, yeah, when you send personalized messages to people, you have to know how to send it and what to write. And it was just a lot of great information that I got in from the program and when I was attending, I could just tell how passionate everybody was about hosting it, especially Josh. Like you were so passionate about wanting to impact me and the rest of the group. And I can tell that you you probably changed me and everybody else's lives in there. And, you know, just seeing the passion in your eyes when 
you know, we're in, we're in the living room and you're trying to prep us all about something or when you're talking to us about something, I can tell that you and the rest of the Destin Forex staff, they really enjoy doing it. And I can just tell that it's going to be a successful program for like now to like whenever. And my question is, how did that, how did that kind of come together? Because not that many people can just build a nonprofit like that, like just from one day. So how did that nonprofit kind of build up from when you first bought that, that Google domain to what it is today? Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because it was <laughs> that first year from the time that we got the domain to the time that we actually had students on the ground, like you know, what we, that first year we flew eight students out from various parts of California it was about four months. And mind you, like I never started a nonprofit. Jason, my co-founder, had never started a nonprofit. Nancy, who was someone, a friend from college, she also joined. She had never started a nonprofit. So we were just like these three young professionals in like our early 20s who were like, how do we do this? Wow. We don't know, but we'll figure it out, right? Uh -huh. So, you know, go, going back to the, the Squarespace thing and, you know, getting the Google domain. Legit, I mean, I spent a couple of hours and just put you know, <laughs> words and a couple of pictures on a, on a, on a website. Uh -huh. And it was like a horrible website. It, it still is a horrible website. It, it could be improved <laughs> a lot. It could be improved a lot, but you know, it's not about the website. It's about the impact, but you know, that, that website I put up on my Facebook and I said, Hey, anyone want to help me? And it legit was just like, here's my idea. I have nothing planned. I have no money, but here's what I want to do. Anyone want to help me? And from there, like, I just got like a bunch of comments, like, oh my God, like, yes, I'll give you like five bucks or 50 bucks or 500 bucks or like, wow. hey, I want to help join as part of the team or, you know, my friends who are working at Facebook or Google or, you know, other companies like, oh my God, yes. Like, you know, let's have a tour of your students at my company. Oh. And like it, it, I think that really embodied the, the core essence of what Dustin uh -huh. Forex is about. It's, it's not about like, and, you know, even at the banquet this year where like people were like, wow, like Josh started this really incredible thing. It's like, no, like I started it. But like, to be completely honest, like it's it's the team, it's everyone that came together. And, and you know, by team, it's not just people on the executive team. It's that my friends that came out to the banquet, you know, people at all these companies, you know, people at all the restaurants that, that donated, you know, food so that you guys could, you know, eat lunch and dinner and like, you know, be really healthy. Like, it's just mm -hmm. this core essence of like just bringing a whole community together mm -hmm. and you know it's not just about the tech companies it's about like i mentioned like the restaurants they have nothing to do with tech but they believe in that mission of like giving students an opportunity mm -hmm. and i think that's really what what the beauty of it was like it, it took time but it was just getting people and rallying them behind an idea to like give back and mm -hmm. make the world a better place and i think if there's any advice that i would give to people is it if you have an idea, just like do that first little thing to get you started and like kind of like an MVP of sorts. Like, you know, that website was an MVP, but it was just a bunch of words and pictures. Like there was, there was no actual mm -hmm. like schedule or anything put together at that point, but just, you know, put something together and show it to other people. And, you know, if they like it, then just keep going and figure it out. Uh -huh. If they don't figure out like why, why it didn't work. And, you know, I can talk a little bit more about a second business that I started that, you know, actually kind of flopped. Oh. Because like it, I, I think it was just difficult to like find product market fit for that one. Uh -huh. And you know what? I decided, you know what? What I'm trying to do in this business is very similar to what D4X is doing or like what we've now decided to do in D4X. So why don't I just focus D4X more on like doing this thing? Because D4X already exists. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's over the past three years, it's just been like find people that care about what you do and like individual people like want to see and want to contribute in their own special way and just let them do it. Mm-hmm. Like we had, for example, Emily this year and Stacy, who you met, they both came in maybe like four or five months before the program started. And they were like, oh. let's learn more about DeepRx and what you guys do and what you guys don't do and like what the students need. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, to be honest, we need a mentorship program. Like we don't have a formal program where after the students go home, they get mentored by someone, you know, even if it's like once a month mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, I'll, let's go do it. And it was just two people. Like, and you know, for mm-hmm. four months, they're like, okay, like what is the program going to look like? Like who's going to be talking to who? Like how is this going to work? Like how often mm-hmm. are people going to meet up? And they just did it, right? It, mm-hmm. And I think that's, the the best part of like unlocking people's talents is just being like what do you want to do where do you see a problem go fix it mm-hmm. okay you need this do you need like money do you need like a website do you need like just go go figure it out like how to do it because mm-hmm. we also had people in d4x that like they came on really excited at first and then after a couple of weeks they kind of like just didn't show up to meetings anymore and didn't contribute that much Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they didn't really have a good idea of like how they wanted to contribute. And, you mm-hmm. know, on my end also, I think it was during a time where it was unclear, like, well, okay, we've run our second program. Like, what is our third one going to look like? Is it going to be exactly the same, but just more people? Or do we completely like restructure it? So I think, you know, the one thing that I've learned as a, a leader and as the executive director is to like have people that have a lot of passion and a lot of ideas but mm-hmm. who also want to execute on that. Like, it's great that you think we should do this, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. be able to do everything. I've got a million other mm-hmm. things to do. Like you need to have some kind of, you know, desire to like drive that change that you want to see. Uh-huh. So, you know, just, I, I think that would be my word of advice. And even if you want to work for a company, whatever company you want, like, Hey, I think your company has this problem. I think this is a way to fix it. I think this is how I would do it. And like, you just show that like in an interview, like, this is how I bring value to your company. This is how I bring value to Dustin Frex. This uh-huh. is how I bring value to you as a person. And, and just be very clear about that. Mm-hmm. And I like how you touched on parts about what it's like being an executive director for a nonprofit. So what do you think were things that you did in the past that kind of built you, that made you kind of fit to be in this role as an executive director for a nonprofit? Uh, that's an interesting question because I think I'm learning every single day and I'm still making a ton of mistakes. Uh-huh. So I had a conversation with one of our previous staff yesterday. She had helped put our second program together and uh, then she had some career stuff she had to deal with. So she wasn't able to help out in the, the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. But she told me something yesterday that like really struck me, which was, you're really good at just like listening to people and like motivating people and like getting them behind, like doing something like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And like I think that's not necessarily like one of the key roles of being an executive director, but I think it's one of the key things of being a leader. And, and like I mentioned, like I, I'm not perfect by any means. I like constantly criticize myself. of like, Oh, I should have done that. I could have done that mm-hmm. better. But I think the one thing that, for the most part, I think I do pretty well is just being like, all right, we've got to do this. And like, this is why it matters to you. And this is why it should matter to you because different people have different things that motivates them. And as a leader, you have to know like, okay, this person is motivated by title. This person is motivated by money. This person is motivated by impact. This person is motivated by like, you know, designing something nice. And like, 
just getting a bunch of these people that have completely different motivations, you know, sometimes they align, but most of the time they're really different. And just saying, look, you can find a piece of what you're looking for in this grand vision and this grand picture of like what we're going to build. And like with Dustin Perex, it was like, all right, this, you know, from year two to year three, it was we're going to double the number of students and we're going to get a nicer banquet hall and we're going to have this mentorship program. And like, those are the things that we're going to add. And then like just rallying people behind that, like, okay, like I'll do the mentorship program. Okay. I'll help us find like a nicer venue. Okay. I'll help us like, you know, find, you know, twice as many students. Uh, okay. I'll fundraise, you know, so that we can have twice as many students and just getting a bunch of people behind that vision, I think is the, the biggest thing for an executive director to be able to do. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. would be it. Great. And did you ever expect maybe in high school that you would be an executive director at a nonprofit? Did you know that you always had that drive in you that you wanted to impact some kind of change? No, I knew <laughs> I knew I wanted to be the CEO of Apple. So <laughs> <laughs> executive director, CEO, I guess it's the same thing. Very, you know, uh-huh. com- company's most, you know, world's most profitable company versus a nonprofit, you know, it's a little bit different, <laughs> just a little bit different. I still do have, you know, the aspiration to become the CEO of my own for-profit company. That's, you know, in the uh-huh. works of figuring out exactly what that's going to be. But no, I didn't really think that, you know, executive director of a nonprofit is something that I would ever do. Uh-huh. But I think what drew me to it was what like again just my moral compass and like i have always been really big on like helping underprivileged and underserved youth because that, that's you know where i came from mm-hmm. and i know that mm-hmm. there were a lot of people you know parents teachers mentors friends who helped me out get to where i am now um, and i wanted mm-hmm. to pay it forward and i always had a drive to like start my own things so i got a lot of questions actually in the past where it was like well why would you start your own nonprofit? why w- wouldn't you just like join a new one and it was like because I like starting things and I like, you know, going from like, it literally does not exist. Mm-hmm. Like it exists. And like that, that mm-hmm. part of that is it's a struggle, but it's also what's most exciting to me. Like I like that challenge of like going from like raw idea to like, it, mm-hmm. it's actually something versus mm-hmm. like someone already had an idea and I just have to make it, which is, you know, mm-hmm. for example, like what I do in my engineering job, it's like, here's the product and you know, here's what the specs are for the cable. Now go build it. Mm-hmm. So two two completely different different things. So I kind mm-hmm. of knew from a very early age that I I always had this entrepreneurial drive. Like I like starting things, I like creating things, I like building things mm-hmm. uh, from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I guess that just happened to align with my desire to like give back to the community. Mm-hmm. So I, I think one thing that I'd give a piece of advice to your listeners is, and you know, I, I kind of need to tell myself this too: is don't look so much for like what title of thing that you want to do, just look at like where your different interests might intersect. Like for example, like if I thought like, oh, okay, like all I like, you know, starting things and like building things, it's like, okay, entrepreneur, but like for what? Like for a nonprofit, for a for-profit, like, and then, you know, wanting to give back, like, okay, how can like those two intersect? Like wanting to give back and wanting to be an entrepreneur, started a nonprofit. Oh, okay, like and that just kind of happened. Like it, it wasn't something that like in middle school is like, ah yes, executive director. That sounds like like what I want. And that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Tune into the next part where Josh talks more about what it's like being a mechanical engineer and his day job. Alright, see you in the next one. 
Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.